Nine o'clock on a Saturday morning means it's dead set legends time. Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tom are here until 11.30 today. He dominated the Redbacks for two decades. Cow Ferguson, how are you? Tom Oak, great to be here. Dead cool. set legend time. We love it. Yep. There's plenty happening in the world of sport again. Can't wait to get into it. For sure. He was a uh, two-time best and fairest, all-Australian former captain of the Brisbane Lions and then just topped up his super nicely at Port Adelaide. G'day, Tom Rockliffe. <laughs> Good morning. He topped it up very nicely, didn't yeah. I? <laughs> Pretty happy with himself, I'll tell you what. Hey, um, big, big show today. Jay Clark's going to join us after 9.30. And um, a few whispers around, boys, that Alastair Clarkson might be in the city of churches, which is interesting. It is very interesting. Uh, the ruse have rolled into town. We'd heard that they'd uh, caught up with GWS, you know, three or four times. Mm. Well, now it sounds like uh, the ruse might be in the box seat all of a sudden. That's right. Five-year deal. Yeah. Coming over to watch his future team, they said. So uh, we broke that, I think, in January, didn't yeah, we? That he was yeah, right. making a few phone calls now, to... Now, uh, when you say, you when you say we, scoops, yeah. scoops <laughs> Rockcliffe, that's who it was. Oh, man. Hey, big, big show. Looks like uh, we're knifing each other as I look down at the, the run sheet. There's special investigations. There's uh, When did the psychic get it right? Because you've had a hell of a week potentially up here, Fergie. Yeah, and a hell of the next four or five years from what I'm hearing. <laughs> Things might not be as they seem, or oh, I thought, man. anyway. <laughs> uh, and Billy Brownless is going to join us after 11 o'clock in studio as well. It's a massive helping of Dead Set Legends. Make sure you hang with us, Adelaide. Coming up next, the footy a preview of what the hell happened, or the review, I should say, of what happened last night. Triple M. Triple M. Five minutes past nine o'clock. This is the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tom Billy Brownless joins us after 11 o'clock this morning. Siren Brisbane on the back of Cam Rayner. Solidified top four. The Saints, their season is hanging by a thread. Back-to-back wins for the Brisbane Lions. Your old mob there, Rocky. Yeah, it was. And uh, St Kilda's finals hopes are all but shot now. Mm. They, uh, If Richmond win today, they can't make the, the eight. So they need things to fall their way. But it, it was uh, a good game of footy in the end. St Kilda had all the momentum, just couldn't kick straight. And uh, unfortunately... King just uh, yeah. ends up kicking five points, had his opportunities. But he he made um, Harris Andrews look a bit second-rate last night. So Brisbane have got some concerns heading towards finals. I think they they were good enough to wrestle the momentum back. And, and Rainer's last quarter, quarter was outstanding, kicked three goals and uh, got him over the line. But I wouldn't be... Uh, too thrilled if I was a Brisbane supporter heading towards September. They've got a few things to work on to fix. So do you think that's a big, big problem? It seems like they can't stop momentum swings at the moment. We saw Colton bang on mm. eight on them in, in no time last yep. week and still win the game. But last night, St Kilda had everything. If King got his, you know, kicks two goals, three even, mm. they win that game of footy. Well, they had all the momentum in the last quarter and just kicked points. And you speak about the momentum shift. We've seen it the week before against, against Carlton, you spoke about. But even the week before that, Richmond, yep. they... They were eight goals up, and yeah. then Richmond just went on a, a streak of kicking goals. So they can't stop the momentum at the moment. So they needed workout ways to, when the momentum's against them, just to slow and, and not get six, seven, eight goals kicked against them. Because we've seen how good Melbourne were last year when, when they got mm. going in finals. You've got to be able to limit that to two or three goals. Rocky, I uh, I wonder a little bit about the Lockie Neal situation. So last night, post-game, he talked a bit about how he'd played a role for the team. Uh, now, that led to him having very little of the footy at different stages. Now, when when Brisbane are flying, it seems like he's getting a lot of the pellet. I don't like hearing that their best player, players looking like winning a Brownlow this mm. year, is playing a role, taking him away from the footy potentially. And that equated to them almost falling behind the eight ball for a little bit of the game early on, I thought, in the first quarter. Well, I think Winhager it was that went yeah. to him, did a really, really good job on him. So... 
they I think they tried to look after him and got it wrong as well. They gave away a lot of free kicks around stoppage Brisbane, so they'll want to fix that. And, and you want Lockie Neal to find the footy, so they've got to they've got to work through that. And if he does get heavily tagged, then the other guys have to stand up around him. But um, yeah, you want him finding the footy first mm. and foremost. Is that the one thing that he's trying to say? He's trying to play a role so blokes like Zorko and McCluggage can get more mm. of the pill rock? And the other thing I want to ask you is, that they've struggled, like you said, for three weeks, stopping momentum. What's the main key? You know, you've played 200 games. What's the main key of killing momentum? Well, the, the biggest thing is to get the footy back and then you control it. So you, when momentum shifts, you want to then control the footy when it's against you. So you need to take the sting out of the game. So it might be get one or two behind the ball and then shift the ball sideways for a little bit, just mm-hmm. two or three minutes. That's all it is because yep. we know that if you play a fast brand of footy that it's easier to score against your defense mm-hmm. isn't set where if you can get one or two back, control the footy, shift it down the line a little bit, take uncontested marks and, and just take the opposition's momentum away. And then it could only be a two-minute thing and then you've got the game back on, on level playing field. The next thing we want to touch on is the Jason Horn francis saga. Obviously, he's not playing today against the Adelaide Football Club and we found out why. It's uh, potentially because he uh, hasn't done an ice bath there, Fergie. Yeah, <laughs> this is a shocking situation. to find. Again, though, I'm concerned about the the overall behaviour that we've seen throughout the the season it, it just seems like too often the attention and focus goes to Jason Horn Francis which as a first year player and at times it's been when he's only been four or five games into his career there's incidents that seem to be drawing attention and it's negative negatively towards his team there was the um, the the Goldstein situation out the ground where it looked like he was turning his nose up at him, turning his back to him. When Goldstein he was to did feedback. come out and back him up with that as yeah, well. Yeah, I know. And that's just, I think, to try and look after protect a young him, player, yeah. protect him a bit. And yeah. I, I just don't like seeing that from young players. Um, and now it's another situation where he's drawing attention to himself within the dressing room, which I... I, I think is even worse. Yep. Yeah, well, you look at the, the season that he's had, and he came over here and, and didn't tell the club, which you have to because of um, the drug testing and scenario. The AFL need to know where players are throughout the season. So he, he made a mistake there. We've heard that Zeebles had to sit him down and talk about being late to training. So there's a, a few things that have reared their head this season already, a few undisciplined acts through frustration out on the ground. And then this this has come up as well. And I don't think it's just a recovery. There's a bit of noise around. Yeah, right I'm right. sure people have heard it that... It wasn't necessarily the recovery that he didn't do. It was the way he acted when they asked him to do it. Apparently fired back at certain people that asked him to do the recovery, which you just can't do. They're just trying to help you get better. And yep. I think I think uh, Brent Harvey spoke a little bit about it yesterday. Yeah, he did. Here he is speaking on SEN. Teammates love him. The, the staff love him. The coaches love him. He hasn't done nothing bad. This is just part of a, a development of a young boy to get his preparation right. You can't get held to ransom for these little things. You're going to make sure that your culture is number one. And that's what our coach is doing right now. And and I absolutely love it. I love that from Harvey backing him up as well. But three first rounders that the Crows threw as well at the start of the the draft as well. Could be a bit of a blessing in disguise. Well, I I think so. If you, in hindsight, you take three first round picks, I think North Melbourne would take it because they can turn, turn it around really quickly. And if Alistair Clarkson ends up there and you had three first round picks, look out. (laughs) We'll catch up with Jay Clark after 9.30 and bring it up to him. See what he's got to say about it. But coming up next, disturbing news. News has come through the Dead Set Legends camp. Our producer's gone rogue. We broadcast it next. 15 minutes past 9 o'clock as we go for a top of 15 today around the city of church. It's a little bit rainy outside. We don't want to do this, but we have to. Another Dead Set Legends special investigation. 
Now, we do these from time to time, and usually your baby, Fergie, but I'm happy to take the reins on this one if you want. Oh, you've been strong on this. Oh, well, and it's about, it's not it's not actually about the uh, the presenting team, so not about you, Tommy Rockcliffe, not about myself. Uh, and just not have a, a relax that's there, it. Uh, Rocky. It's not about you today. No, it's about our young producer, Tom Basso. Good morning to you. Morning. Tomo. Happy to be here. Now, um, now I think we, we just need to go are. through your resume of since you've started here well, at Triple Extensive. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do you have enough time? Do you, mind, do, you, do you mind going through what's happened, please, since you've joined uh, Triple A Adelaide? I thought you were t- you tell the story. You or? tell this, please. Hurry up. What do you, what do you want to... How's your film want, been? What's the form? What happened? So you've, you've started in breakfast. Is that correct? Yep. Uh, correct. Yep. I was in a dominated breakfast. Uh, yeah. Yep. Correct. And then you've moved into, obviously, the Dead Set Legends of yep. 2021. Yep. And now you're on board the Dead Set Legends in 2022, a new look yep. lineup, correct? Correct. Yep. But you've also joined the Rush Hour. Yes. No. That's uh, as of uh, last month. Yeah. Correct. So you've been with the Rush Hour for a month. Yep. And I feel like you've completely wiped the Dead Set Legends. <laughs> what do you mean? I agree. What do you mean? I, I, I don't know if you're with me on this, Fergie, but I feel oh, no, like... I'm right in behind you. Don't I, worry. I feel like this is a chore for you on a Saturday <laughs> morning. It certainly no. comes across that way. Yeah. No. I mean, how hard is it to get a response to a text, right? <laughs> oh, my God. He sleeps until after 9.30. Oh. Yeah. It's impossible yep. to get a response yeah. until, uh, until after 9.30. <laughs> so, it, yeah. and this is a group. This is an iMessage group that you created. Yeah, yep. Yep. And you send minimal messages <laughs> through to it now. I send important stuff. It's quality over quantity. I okay. still rem- I remember it pinging yep. and, and it ringing oh. in my ears oh. for days on end when there was no rush hour. No. It was just the Bigfoot <laughs> legend. It was we, everywhere. It was literally that constantly yep. throughout the day. And I was like, geez, Basso's really into it. Mm. Like, you know, he's really keen, wants the show well, to do well. Well, the show's rating well. well Don't the, worry about that. The, the downloads are through the roof. It's ridiculous, actually. And now he's moved on to the rush hour. I think he's going, well, that's done. Mm. I'm moving on now. It's time well, for us to rest on our laurels, I reckon. We've, <laughs> we've taken it to number <laughs> one. Okay. I reckon we can just uh, pop the about. champagne. So I spoke to him during the week in yeah. the office. I came in to do my oh, weekly segment on the rush hour. and He's, uh, it came up, when do we finish? Like, when does the Dead Set Legends finish for the year? And mm. it, uh, last year, I think you wrapped up the week after the grand final. Yeah, end of September. That end of September. Good. And he's like, hopefully it's the same this year. Oh, oh my goodness. Sort of done with Saturday mornings. Oh, that, that's false. So you're done is. with... So there's, there's one guest, boys. There's one guest that we've asked for since starting this show. <laughs> so we started in yep. January. And yeah, it is gone. And have done, It's ridiculous, actually, how you know, oh. airborne this joint is. Um... But the one guest we've asked for, who, who's it? Who's it been? I'm not sure. Oh, this is going well. This is Matty Nix. Matt oh. Nix. Oh yeah, Matty Nix. Yep. So we've asked for him. <laughs> we've asked for him since January to get him on the Dead Set Legends, and I've I've just looked up on the Rush Hour, had him five times this Ooh. year. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't want to to speak to you. No. I think that's that's the message. That's that's up to you to tell us that. (laughs) Tell us that he's more than happy to to come on as long as. Is that what you're telling? He does not want to talk to us. More than happy to come on the rush hour, it seems, but I don't think he's that keen to speak to you guys. Okay, so the last question I can't help I want you to eyeball him and ask him. I want, I want him to say that. The last question I've got for you, Tom Basso. Oh, yeah. Which team do you care for more? The rush hour? From Monday to Friday, or the Dead Set Legends on a Saturday morning who put you on the map. Remembering right. where your bread's buttered. So, I reckon, so Bernie's in Melbourne at the moment. <laughs> he wouldn't be listening. Jars wouldn't be listening, would he? <laughs> no. He doesn't listen. Man. Louis in Melbourne. Out of a reunion Definitely as well. not listening. So he's not listening. Well, I don't know. 
I guess I'll have to go with present company then. <laughs> <laughs> Even that was a what squeeze. A <laughs> that, was, that was harder to get out of him than Matty Nicks. <laughs> Dead Set Legends, AFL Newsbreaker, Jay Clark. Time to get all the stories out of Melbourne. Jay-Z Clark is the number one man that we go to. We'll start off with Clarko as we say good morning to you. Yes, hello, boys. I tell you what, if uh, you're at the footy today, keep your eyes peeled for Alistair Clarkson because apparently right. he was spotted in that magnificent city of churches of yours and will be there to see North Melbourne take on Adelaide uh, today. So mm. an, an announcement could be... Uh, made as early as next week, um, as everyone keeps saying, a five-year deal for Alistair Clarkson, the coach Jeez. North Melbourne. It would be a huge shock um, if he picks the Giants over the Kangaroos from here. So we do expect it to be North Melbourne. And now all eyes on the team he assembles. Um, we understand he drove out to uh, Todd Viney's farm. I think he's got 100 acres out there and bowled up to his ranch and said, will you be my Neil Balm? So um, that is uh, a team which uh, I think North, which really appeals to North Melbourne. And now also what players he can recruit. So we think Liam Shields is one. Um, a bit of talk about Bradley Hill as well, a former Premiership Hawk. So there's no doubt that North Melbourne want to boost its mature age talent and Clarko on the recruiting drive already. And talking of North Melbourne, Jake, Horn Francis. Yeah. Wow. What, yeah. uh, what's transpired here? <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, um, he has been dumped from the team. So he won't be uh, in Adelaide in front of his friends and family. Now, this has raised eyebrows right across the league because we know Port Adelaide and Adelaide are both very keen on Jason Horn Francis. And because he missed, or he didn't complete his recovery, an ice bath recovery, we believe that is the reason. Um, you know, he has been dropped from the side. Now, I'm not a big fan of ice baths either, so I can sympathise <laughs> with Jason or Francis. In fact, Stevie Johnson thinks they're the biggest myth in football. <laughs> Rocky, were, you a, were you a big ice bath fan or not? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I, uh, I certainly didn't enjoy getting in there. And I, I don't think, I think the research has actually come out and said that they're no good for you anyway. Yes, the jury is definitely out to the um, delight of the AFL players anyway. Some clubs clearly still do them. Jason Horn Francis didn't do his or didn't complete his. And that's why he finds himself out of the team. And North Melbourne champion Brent Harvey says, look, he's made some mistakes along the way this year. You know, professionalism is a big focus and it will be interesting. How have you boys rated his season, the number one pick? Oh, I think it's been frustrating for, to, to watch from afar. I think he's made a few blues, as young kids do, and you, and you expect young players to make mistakes along the way. But I think some of the things that it's, have reared their head, you'd be, you'd be disappointed as a North Melbourne supporter, I would think. Indeed. Now, uh, Brody Grundy, Jay-Z, uh, yeah. I'd love an update on what his uh, situation looks like. Well, I take my hat off to Rocky, who broke the news. You heard it here first, I think, from right. Deadset Legends. Get around him. <laughs> in Adelaide. So, mate, I, uh, I applaud you. Melbourne is the clear frontrunner for Brody Grundy. So they're expecting Luke Jackson to part, and they think the max gorn Brody combination can work. Gorney selflessly wants to, you know, play more forward, or is happy to play more forward. That would leave Grundy as the number one ruckman. They're saying they can fit it all on the cap. If Collingwood pays sort of 250 a year, so they'll be paying Chalor 250, Jeez. and then Brody Grundy 250. That's 500 going um, to other clubs as they look for Tim Taranto, Bobby Hill, of course, and Dan McStay at Brisbane. And what's the latest on the Patrick Cripps debacle there, Jay Z? The AFL's got a problem because they've been saying protect the head, 
you know, no high hits. If you bump and you hit the head, then you'll be suspended. And that it was a dog's breakfast, like a, a huge headache now for the league. Yep. When the appeals board cleared Patrick Cripps on a legal technicality, really. And so for the next few months, the AFL is going to revisit all this and potentially try and tweak or tighten to be able to, um, you know, to make sure that this essentially doesn't happen because it was exactly the result they didn't want. Mm. And speaking of, you, you talk about head-high bumps. Like everyone's speaking about Brad Crouch potentially being in trouble. They, there's no way they can suspend him after what they've done this week. Well, that, that, that illustrates the problem, isn't it? Because now everyone's going to use the Crips precedent. It's going to be challenged. There's going to be more tribunal appeals. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's exactly what the league doesn't want. And, and this is the perfect sort of exa- example to highlight the hypocrisy. So there's plenty of people around this, this Crips verdict just shaking their heads, saying, well, we've been saying all along, protect the head if you bump, you're in trouble. And now Crips, who does exactly the same thing, you know, jumps off the ground and they get off on, a, on an error of law. So Carlton in a legal sense, outsmarted the system here. So you take your hat off to them there, but it just it just leaves it a real mess for the game. Nah, well said, Jose. Thanks so much for joining us again on this Saturday morning. Good on you, boys. 19 minutes away from at 10 o'clock. Billy Brownless joins us live in studio oh, after Bill. 11 o'clock this morning. Big Bill. I'm looking forward to that conversation. Oh, yeah. But, well, right now, both you boys have been involved in something. I found it staggering when you told oh. me off air about quarter past eight this morning mm. and I said, we have to open the phones up on this on one triple three. Five three. When did the psychic actually get it right? Because I'm worried about you, Fergus. Yeah, I've got a few concerns too, Tomo, and you'll find out why in a second. Okay, hit, hit us up. Right. Well, earlier this week, Rhiannon said to me, "Oh, look, you know, um, you know, I've been on uh, Shana Rockcliffe's Instagram recently, and just checking out what she's been up to." And uh, so, Rhiannon's your lovely wife, and wife, Shana's your lovely that's wife. That's right. Yeah. And uh, look, honestly, I, I've. Never really been big on this stuff. You know, it's not really me. Um, yeah. What's you know, if you can show me facts and figures, I'm pretty happy to run with it. Um, I just wish if, I wish they could predict the winners of the lotto numbers or the horses. <laughs> <got> to, <laughs> Tell me how many Lockie Neal's going to get tomorrow, and I'll, I'll back it to the hill. But uh, no, very much uh, nowhere near those areas. Okay. Uh, Rhiannon went along, and uh, on the recommendation, she went out to see the Rockcliffe family psychic. Oh, no. oh was it really? And uh, look, this is. Uh, this is not, you know, areas I'm comfortable in and I don't know much about it. So I said, oh, right, Ree, no worries. Well, um, you know, all the best. Let us know how you go. So Ree's gone down there and uh, I think her name was, you know, Megan or something like that. So yep. went out west, west of the, the city uh, and... Uh, she came back with some interesting information for me about where uh, she was told her life was heading. And <laughs> Ree went in there and deliberately covered her wedding ring up, okay. which was an interesting move. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure what that was all about, but she said it was basically she didn't want to give too much away. She wanted okay. this this psychic to give her, you know, just from a blank canvas, she sits there in front of her and gets her life story and where her life's headed to. Well, let's just say it sounds like I'm on the way out. <laughs> Oh, no. What she said. Now, I don't know whether Rocky's stitched me up here or what or whether he's had a hand in this. With the family side. How heavily financially invested in this business Rocky is. Quite clearly the family psychic. Um, I wonder how much time Rocky spends down there. But um, certainly had a a few good horses for us in the last few weeks, Rocky. So that's what's making me a little bit nervous. Rocky's given me a few decent winners in the last month or Mm. so. And the psychic basically said, look, you're in a great relationship right now. Yeah, this is to your wife, she said that. This is to Rhiannon, my wife. You're in a great relationship at the moment. You you seem very happy. 
but it's not as happy as you're going to get in a relationship <laughs> and your next one is going to be the one for you. <laughs> okay. Oh, right. Now, Re came home and she was a bit flat about everything and she was like, oh, I'm not sure there's much in this. And I said, oh, well, why, why, why is she playing it so coy? Well, yeah. I just dug a little bit deeper, didn't I? And I found out exactly why. Mm, okay. So, Rocky. How long have you been using this family psychic? That's what uh, I a little bit, yeah. So once I finished footy, I was a bit lost, so I went and seen her, and she said that I was going to be number one of a radio show in Adelaide, which well, that's come through. That's <laughs> true, right? That, that, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Scoops Rockcliffe, this <laughs> show is flying. Yeah, it told me that Clarkson was going to coach again, so that that came is going to come through. Right and Grundy won't be at Collingwood, so she's done all three. So she's that's fucking blind. Freddie could have told you that Clarko was going to coach again, though. Right, <laughs> but. It's funny because I've seen Ferg's wife at yeah. real estate agents looking for rentals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen her too. She had pam- Hang on, you pamphlets on. hanging out of her back pocket. A little one-better apartment <laughs> in the CBD. She does not. She wants oh, out of Goodwood oh, immediately. Yeah. I'm on the out here, guys. You are gone. You're going to be spending more time at Triple M than you Flat wish, as son. a pancake I am at the minute. <laughs> okay, so let's do this. I'm on triple three five three Triple M family. When did the psychic actually get it right? And I hope we don't get a call oh, on your behalf. Me too. <laughs> like, because this could be really I'm just ordinary. hoping that is deadpan over there. We're not seeing anything light up. <laughs> One, triple, three, five, three. When did the psychic actually get it right? We'd love to hear your stories. I'm, I know Ferg doesn't, but... One, triple, three, five, <laughs> I'm nervous, three. boys. <laughs> Hit us up. It's the Dead Set Legends. Triple M. 11 minutes away from 10 o'clock, 104.7, Triple M. It's the Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tomo. Billy Brownless joins us after 11 o'clock and, um, well, <clears throat> there's a sportsman night that's going ahead in a couple of weeks' oh, time boy. and Bernie Vince is featuring heavily. We're going to have yes. to speak to him after 10.30 this morning. <laughs> we will. But right now, you just shared a bit of a tale of something that happened throughout the week, Fergus. Yes, well, my wife, Rhiannon, had been in consultation with uh, Rocky's wife, Shana, yep. about the family Rockcliffe psychic. <laughs> now, these aren't my areas. I'm not comfortable to I don't know if any of this stuff uh, exists. Yep. Uh, facts, figures, mm. put them in front of me. I'll believe you every day of the week. <laughs> but when it starts coming to magical forests, yeah. magic mushrooms, <laughs> I don't know much about it. Kaipo forest sort of style. Yes, little campfires yeah. and frogs going into pots. Well, that's not me. Yeah. It might be rocky. It seems like it. <laughs> sounds like it's Shana and yep. it sounds like Ree came back a little bit uncomfortable with what happened. Effectively, she came home, she'd hidden her wedding ring whilst in there with I think it was Megan from out west. Yep. The psychic. Suggesting that I might be on the outer. Yeah, correct. I might be on my way out. Didn't realise I was married, so no. she said, uh, Rihanna was married, so said, look, you're in a great relationship now, but there's a better one on the way. <laughs> oh, anyway, so we've opened up the phones on 13353, hoping that we're actually not getting a call, because we're hoping for your sake. Yeah, for We've asked sake. the question, when was the psyche actually right? Well, we haven't. No. Seen a phone call. I am celebrating. Basso's out there chasing up a bottle of Verve for me. There's glasses chinking around the studio. Uh, We're excited. You're safe. There's been nothing. Although extraordinary. On the text line, 04885 Tomo, what do we got? Six numbers on Kino was predicted. $1,300. $1,300. It might not be safe. Mm. You might have popped the champagne Jeez. a little bit early. Jeez. Quite interesting. Okay. Hey, boys, good game of footy last night. Did you end up seeing that Brad Crouch situation where he bumped, uh, I can't remember who it was. It was Darcy Gardner, Gardner, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah on, yes. the, on the wing there. What do you, what'd you mm. make of that? I thought um, 
Uh, he was fine in the end. You yeah, was fine? yeah, he went to I think went to put pressure on. Um, Gardner sort of lost his footing a little bit, went down, yep. and Crouch just continued through, bumped him. I think the first impact was shoulders. Here's how we called it on Triple M. A side ball. Downfield. Yeah, the Dragon fly just knocked him pretty hard, Gardner, after he got rid of the footy. And now the Saints aren't happy. They're remonstrating right in front of the crowd. And probably fair enough as we have a look at the Harvey Norman. What did you see, boys? I think it was Brad Crouch coming in from the side. What are your thoughts, Fergie? Oh, straight away, looking at it live and then the first replay, I thought, I hope he doesn't go, but I think he'll get a week. Um, basically on the back of the fact that I initially thought two, but he, he played on Gardner. I thought Gardner wasn't going to get up from that. But mm. um, I think one week, yep. uh, having seen everything as it transpired throughout the night, Gardner played on. Um, I hope he doesn't, though. Um, but it is really um, contentious which way these things goes, go the, at the, the moment because you don't know what's coming. You don't, no, that's right. The, the fact that the result um, of the injury impacts yeah. what happens with how many weeks they get or whether they get off, I don't like that. I think it's shocking. Mm. It's a poor rule. There's no way he gets anything for that. You can't possibly after the week we've had with Paddy Cribbs getting off. He, so a month ago, a what would you say? Situation, right? A month probably, ago, probably what get, would you a, say? Get, get a week he maybe, does, but... Um, Gardner gets up and plays on. Yeah. You have a, have a bloke that knocked another bloke out mm. last week, mm. yeah. knocked him out cold and gets off. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That's the problem, though. That it? Archie misses yep. and Cripps is allowed to play. Yep. After like after t- after two years or three years, four years of telling us they're going to look after the head and protect the head, yeah. there is no way Brad Crouch can get any trouble for this. Yeah. And, the, and if he does... That is the, that is the problem with it. How can you issue. get two weeks appeal... Two weeks appeal zero. Like it's an it, absolute it, mess. If anything, if it if it dropped, it should have gone to one week, shouldn't it? The Paddy Cripps one. I thought so. <laughs> but the, the, but I I actually didn't think he should have got a, a suspension in the first place. Personally, I thought he took off looking to mark the ball. If you watch his body shape, where he's got his arms, he's when he takes off, he's looking to mark it. Mm. Sees he's getting there late, turns his body. Someone else is getting there first and ends up collecting him with his with his um, bump. So yeah. I don't. I don't think he should have gone for anything at So that you point. think Paddy Cripps should have got off completely, but Brad Crouch should get a week? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I think. How? Because it's not about what happens with the injury in my eyes. It's the action. So Cripps was looking to mark the footy. He's ended up in a footy accident in my eyes. Mm. Whereas Brad, and I hope he gets off because mm. he's initially looking to bump, but the fact was he, he went high with the bump. He wasn't looking to put him in hospital, but he went. He was looking for the bump. The way the AFL are acting in the last few years, they're trying to get rid of the bump. Everything they're saying to us, get rid of the bump. We, we, that's what they're saying to us yeah, with I the agree. way that they're officiating the game. I don't like that they're getting rid of the bump, but that's the way they're officiating it. It has never been more confusing it, than no, it is no, right I, now. I, it's shocking. And I think he actually went to put pressure on, and then Gardner loses his footing a bit and slides down. If you look at it, he doesn't come come up when he kicks. He goes really low. So, yep. in, in my opinion, it's unavoidable contact yep. and, and a footy accident again. I think neither should be. Like, the way the game in my so eyes should be played. So, I've changed mine. You had him down for no, a no, week, and now The way not. the game should be played and officiated, I think there should be none. You definitely haven't changed my <laughs> mind. Let me make All that I clear. know is I'm confused. Five minutes away from ten. <laughs> 
Nine minutes past 10 o'clock, Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tom. Billy Brownless joins us in studio after 11 o'clock this morning. Looking forward to that conversation. But right now, we're delving into the AFL Rich 100. This is in today's advertiser and it's a compelling re- reading, really. So it's players from 50 to 100 and they'll release tomorrow players 1 to 50 on who's earning the big bucks there, Rocky. Yeah, there's some interesting names in there. I know there's one that you want to talk about off the top here, Ferg, at 54. Yeah, at uh, 54, yeah. it's actually 53 as well that I want to talk about a bit later, but 54, Jared Polak. <laughs> I mean, that, that one, I mean, that, that's one of the ones that's really hurt yep. North Melbourne. Now, they, they ousted a lot of senior players from around that footy club looking <laughs> to rebuild, um, and, and I'm against that. We've talked about that. You've got to keep some senior seniority around the group so that they can learn and grow the young players. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared Pollock, they would have been leaning on heavily to fulfil some of that, yep. I would have thought. Um, and unfortunately, physically and, and for other reasons, just hasn't hasn't fought a shot over yeah. there. It's really hurt them. So he, they're paying him around six fifty to seven fifty. It says here. five year deal. It was at about seven so seven hundred. He's still got another year to go. So Does he's on he really? The, he's on the rookie list this year. And he's got yeah. another year to go. So I mean, hang on, you're just... telling me he's on the rookie list at seven hundred a year? Yeah. So they delisted him at the end of last year. You remember? So and then picked him up in the rookie list. Now, when it comes to salary caps, Tom, I can't. Hell. You cannot oversell how badly. That portion of your salary cap disappearing and and seeing no return for it is hurting you, oh. and, and not just for a couple of years. That's wow. five years so of him not playing much footy. He's played at all. forty-two games for the Kangaroos, but there's, I mean, Richmond they've got five already, and they're going to have Tom Lynch. I think he sits at number six. You got to yep. slot Dusty Martin in there, so. That, that takes up a fair chunk, I would have thought, of their salary cap. But the one that is surprising, and he's in for a big, big pay payday, yep. is Bolton. Yep. Oh, yeah. He's potentially the best player in the competition at the moment. His form has been over yeah. the last five or six weeks. We've oh, seen yeah. him live here at Adelaide Oval last week yep. against Port Adelaide. Where's he sitting, Rock? He's had 95 shots on goal this year. 95? Believe That's it or incredible. not. Something ridiculous. Like nearly 100 shots for a small forward. He's sitting 99th. So he's going to get a big pay rise yep. as well. So he's at 550 to 650 at the moment. Yep. Not far... Under him, just you know, paid a little bit more than him. Ben Cunnington. Mm-hmm. Now he's carried that North Melbourne midfield for six, seven years now. Yep. You'd have to say, like he has been the bricks and mortar. He's been the one getting it in, getting in there, getting it out. Mm. He's at ninety. Yep. At five seven five to six seven five. Another one I think that is massively unders is Luke Parker for Sydney. Yep. He leads the charge for that side when the big moments come. He's right in the thick of it. Six fifty to seven fifty at sixty four. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple that I'm. A little bit miffed by. Uh, Jordan Dawson at 53. Jeez, yep. um, I love watching him play for Yeah, me. he's a star. But I think I think that's probably about right. But he, he'll obviously uh, earn considerably more than that as he goes forward the way he's playing. Rock, anyone else? Yeah, so the next the next 50 will be released tomorrow. So that'll be uh, some interesting reading on a Sunday morning. I think the, the one like Riley O'Brien, he gets paid more than Bolton. I think you know who you'd take there. And so. Dixon. And Dixon, so he signed at the right time as well. It's all about timing with contracts. Yeah. So, yep. And they, they've done a great job, but at the end of the day, it is a little bit of guesswork. They're trying to put all the pieces of the puzzle together without actually um, knowing effectively. Michael Hurley still sits in there. He hasn't played for a couple of years. So, What about Tom Stewart there at 81? Like, yeah. He's you know one of the most yep. sought-after defenders in the comp. 81? I would yeah. have thought he'd be top 50. Yeah, well, I think if you're doing a player list, he's certainly in the top 50. Yep. But again, the, the timing of contracts. There's mm. another list that actually reared its head as well this right, week. here we go. In, in the advertiser as well, it was uh, I was flicking through, having, having a bit of a look, and uh, a good written article by Daniel Renfrey. And uh, I made contact with him because it was the top 40 Hills players. 
Yes. Yep. Came so, across my desk too. So, Tom, are you play up in the hills, of course. He yes, hills country division. And, Absolutely. T- and tells us how good he's going and, yep. and don't, whatnot. So don't I say thought, that at all, to be honest. I thought... No, he, no, he, no, you have regularly. I don't think up your form. I went straight to the top of the list. I went to yes. number one. I'm of like, course. He, the way he talks, he, he he's needed out there, midfield, sits in the goal yep. square, kicks a bag, gets best on every week. He tells us in here. True, also. So I started at one, mm. two, got down to... 20. He's not in the top 20 players. Yeah, is, is he telling us fibs or what? That was about when you text me, I reckon. Yeah. I said, have a look at this article. Like, I haven't found him yet in the top 20. He got to 30. He's not there. Oh, no. Read the whole list. 40 and you're not in the top 40. Yep. So I went away and, and I said, I, I can't have this. This can't be feeding him mm. that our man Tomo is not in the top, mm-hmm. top 40 players. I got in contact with Daniel and said, well, where does he sit? If he's not in the top 40, he must be 41, 42. Yeah, no, not far off, you'd think. He said that he got it down to 150 and he wasn't in that. <laughs> he wasn't in the top <laughs> oh, 150 Daniel. in the hills. That is, and my it's, goodness. My, it's true. Now, it's I've, my off. understanding Community is that battler with that, just heart and soul that, sort that of he, mentality. That he'd actually chased up some stats from champion data and they couldn't they couldn't fit you anywhere near it. <laughs> it's, it's what a, is going on? It wasn't what's even happened? in the system. Run us through it. What, what's Why going are you on? not in I the think, top forty? I, I think you're running through the, the central division no, sort no, of this the is list Hills. there. Yeah, Hills. I think but the Hills Total. has a two I'm not gonna explain it to you guys. But even if there was a list of the other competition, I might not have been in that either, Rock. So not in the top one fifty. Nah, this has been a this has been a poor attack, boys. <laughs> this has been <laughs> this, a, real, this is a real backpedal from yeah. him, isn't it? Like, this is like Jarman on Bernie Vince. It just cannot happen. The Meadows, oh, and he carries that club. Oh, yeah. He's not even in the top 40. Never said top that. Top yeah. 150 <laughs> players in the hills. Yep. No, I've, I've got a bit to learn. If the walls in this studio could talk, Rocky, <laughs> let me give you the hot tip. Mate, I'm telling you, I knew it was all over when I did a calf three weeks ago. <laughs> Triple M. I'm Triple M. This motorsport update with Rusty is brought to you by Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Oh, on the line is our good mate Greg Rust from Rusty's Garage Podcast, which you can get for free on the listener app. Good morning to you, Rusty. Legends, good morning. Now, mate, the Dan Ricardo Oscar Patastri story we focused on last week has gone a bit quiet, but if it plays out, it could be a very, very expensive exercise for the McLaren team. This is a story that uh, my colleague Matt Koch from VFA has pondered. Um, so we don't know all the details yet, and I tend to try and stick out as driver contracts and what they might be worth. But he reckons that multiple sources say that Dan holds cars and that the contract is worth in the order of $21 million that they would have to pay out. Um, if he did go to another team and, and the team uh, that team offered him a, a wage of sorts, then perhaps there'd be a haggle over a reduction in that amount of uh, money that McLaren would have to pay. And then let's also consider for a second that while the contract review board has, has okayed uh, Oscar Piastri's uh, move, if it does play out from the Alpine team, um, Alpine are talking about potentially exploring legal avenues in, in France on this. Um, so, you know, if there were you know, a bit of a, a legal complication in that regard, maybe McLaren or might be asked to sort of cop up a bit in that regard too. So it'll be interesting to see just how much it ends up costing if it does play out. Um, yeah, <laughs> a bit, bit to go yeah. there, I think. Yeah, I'm glad you uh, corrected Tomo on Oscar Piastri's name there too, <laughs> Rusty. Thanks for that. Uh, is another Aussie, Mick Doohan's son, Jack, eyeing a step up to the F1 as well, mate? Well, as you guys know, uh, he's been doing a ripping job in the second-tier uh, Formula 2 championship this year. So two race wins there, and he's been you know, a, a bit more uh, of a regular on the, the podium of late. So he is with the Alpine 
um, uh, you know, sort of development side of things for, for Formula One. And he's driven some older spec F1 cars. So he's kind of said that, that um, he'd be ready to make a step up um, if the opportunity arose. Some people might think, well, you know, do a second year in F2, try and win that championship and then be primed for that, um, for that step up. But uh, a teenager with, you know, great competitive traits, just like his old man who won those five straight 560 world titles. Yeah. It'd be a really cool thing to see him step up as well. And Rusty, talking about father-sons, Remy Gardner, Wayne Gardner's son, is he going to keep his MotoGP ride next year? So he rides for a satellite uh, KTM team at the moment. Uh, so it's not the same as kind of the, the front-running factory bikes. And we know Jack Miller is going to that factory KTM team next year. Um, he's had kind of flashes of, of, um, of brilliance this year. We know how good he was in that, that second tier of the, of the sport. But one of the executives from KTM has kind of cast a bit of doubt on this and, and said that uh, it's not all certain in terms of some aspects of the wider lineup for that satellite team. So some are wondering if he is a certainty there. For me personally, I hope he gets another year because he's a good kid who's worked hard and, and you know, it, it is a high-stakes game. You guys know that, but sometimes you need a little bit of time on your side just to... Just to settle in, he seems to have all the right attributes for, for you know, a, a good career in the in MotoGP. Spot on, Rusty. Thank you very much, mate. We'll catch you next week. Have a great weekend. See you, lads. Thanks, Rusty. That's Rusty for Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. Triple M, 104.7 on the dial, and we're also on a listener as well, L-I-S-T, and uh, it's been a hell of a couple of weeks, and, uh, well, I'm going to hand it over to you, Fergie, because you, you spat on your coffee throughout the week. <laughs> I did, well, if, if it's possible, I choked on my coffee um, when I saw this um, pop up the other day, and came across my desk that our man, Tom Rockcliffe, yep. and the Rush Hour's very own Bernie Vitz, um, along with the host of the event, Mark Tomo Thomas. Yep. We're holding a sportsman's night at the Mosley. Now, what a what a spot the Mosley is. Just oh, quietly. Great, fantastic great. spot. And, and I got a bit excited. I thought, oh, this sounds like a great night. And then I started to no- notice a few issues with the promotion and the and the flyer that was getting around. Um, <laughs> there was plenty of there issues. Was, there that. was an issue with um, the, the misspelling of our man, Tom Rockcliffe's name, yep. uh, to start with. Uh, the other man that was going to be sitting in the chair next to him, uh, Bernice Vince was going to be up there as well, uh, hosted by... Well, they got your name right. No, they didn't. Tomo Thomas. There's two M's in that, and they're meant to be only one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously, what are we doing? How can you expect... Like, people would have looked at it and thought it was some sort of virus on their computer. Oh. Like, if I click on this link, it's going to shut my laptop down. Now, oh, I'll, I'll run you through the event, because we've had issues trying to sell tickets with yeah. this, clearly. We, we, I probably got a bit ahead of myself, thought we could run a sportsman event and get people to turn up. Yeah. Um, had a good time in Broken Hill. But then, I've $100 a ticket on th- Thursday, the 25th of August. Mm-hmm. Three-hour drink package, Ferg. Tell me if you'd go beer, wine, and basic spirits. Platters, mini burgers, lamb bites, squid, pork belly, garlic bread dips. Um, Bernie Vince and myself will, will talk. Tomo's hosting comedian Mickey D's he's there. He's a star. Who's now, a super he's a star. West Torrens cricketing yeah. great. Star. Yeah, yeah. The lower grades. He was, he was a great man. Very funny man. I saw him at the uh, Garden of Unearthly Delights. No, he's years brilliant. Ago. So why are we struggling to sell tickets? www.themosley.com.au forward slash events to get your tickets if you want it or just contact the Mosley. How come we can only sell 12 tickets, well, Ferg? let me just say, this is the first time we've all jumped on together, man, because Bernie Vince joins us right now. G'day, Bernard. Hey, 
Uh, g'day, boys. How are we? Yeah, mate. Now, it's been... I'm concerned. It's been talked a little bit throughout the week on the rush hour, and Rocky's trying to plug it. Like, his social media is nearly blown up, to be fair. Mm. What, yeah. And his what, wife. What's the, <laughs> she's pumping it up. What's the story, Burn? Well, I don't know whether Rocky actually asked me to do it. To start with. I'm glad you've raised this. The first thing I get is that, uh, that flyer or that poster that just had... Well, it was ridiculed with, as you described it, Ferg, I thought I was getting a virus as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, there's obviously some marketing issues because I've, I've done a few shows in my time and I'm telling you, they are sold out every time. We can't get <laughs> any more people through the door. So there's a common denominator here. <laughs> Tommy Rockcliffe has got ahead of himself after his trip to Broken Hill. Yep. He thought, you know, I'm, I am the man I can... I'm basically Australia. Everyone wants to see me. Let's go again. It was the very next day after he got back. I don't know whether he's still intoxicated. Uh, two goal 11 that day. Couldn't see the goalpost, even though they're different heights and different colours in the country. Still couldn't kick straight. I think he was just, there was some concerns there. There's been marketing issues. Yep. I've, I've actually reached out to the Mosley. They're not even sure what night it's on and, and what's included. But there was this just real grey areas throughout this whole campaign that I've said I'm out three or four times and he said, nah, stick with me, stick with me. We'll give it another few days, we'll give it another week. And I'll tell you, I think I'm out again now, aren't I? Where are we at? Where are we at with it? It's funny because I spoke to the Mosley and I was like, "Can it hold 300? I was thinking it would just go, it would just go nuts. Two three hundred, we'll do that easy. We'll pack it out. But now before twelve, before Rocky gets to padding these numbers, uh, Burn, I heard some damning numbers earlier in the week. I was playing golf with Greg Blewett, none other than, and uh, he was suggesting to me, yeah, two gloves and mittens. Where's the oven mitts out in the golf course too to keep his hands warm? So I heard. That as of Wednesday morning, you'd sold eight tickets. I, that can't be I, true. I heard, I heard Wednesday we'd just hit double figures. So I oh. think that's incorrect. We're, eight. I think we're up to about. 11. Well, that might have been by Wednesday night. What are we? What yeah. are we now? Well, I think still twelve. I haven't heard. So. <laughs> oh the other God. thing I've heard, guys. The yeah. other thing I've heard is that the entire Rockliffe family is in town that weekend. Oh, and no. they've bought them all. And they've bought all the tickets. <laughs> So, Wait till I get the Vince clan on. I've no. oh. heard all my stories and they know most of them aren't true. So I can't have them there. Oh. <laughs> They're out. Beautiful. Uh, but hey, it's good value. Geez, I reckon I might go myself just as an onlooker if we don't have a show. <laughs> 100 bucks. I would nail 100 bucks just purely alcohol and then you get a feed. And then if Mickey D gets up there, geez, that's priceless. Yeah. We don't even need to do anything. Uh, all right. So where do we head, Brock, if we want to buy these tickets? And, and I, I Come on, family. Get around it. It's set on the fly, limited tickets. I don't know how true that is. Well, yeah, what we're... about Rock, though? Just getting back to the tickets. I, when he initially started this, when I hadn't confirmed whether I'm in or out yet, when he's already put it out there, he was going, I go, how many tickets do you reckon we'll sell? Two to 300. Yeah, <laughs> 300. I thought and we'd sell 300. We'll limit it at 300. So once they're sold, we'll stop. We'll put the queue in the rack. Cause that's, a, that's, a, that's what the function venue can hold. Oi, oi. We can't have any more. Bernie, I don't reckon he told you this, but um, to hire the mics out for the night as well, 600 oh. bucks. Oh. <laughs> 
You know, well, you know you got, what? There's, there's ways around that. We've got loud voices. We'll just shout. <laughs> so uh, if you're listening out there, you want to get involved in a cracking night, as I said, 3 hour drink package, food galore, Bernie Vince, myself, Mickey D, Tomo hosting, themosley.com.au forward slash events. Come on, family. Get around it. Thanks for your time, Bernie. Good luck. Nah, all good, Rob. boys. Oh, See man. Ya. All right. Give us that one more time, Rob. <laughs> themosley.com.au forward slash events. All right, let's get this baby to 14. (laughs) 13 minutes away from 11 o'clock for your Saturday morning as the sun just peeking through. Hopefully the rain can hold off today when the Crows take on the North Melbourne Football Club. Hear all the action from 11.30 today on Triple M Footy. It's the Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tomo. And we're opening up the phones very, very shortly about Ken Heakley and his future. It seemed a little bit muddied at the start of the week when David Kosh come out, boys. It was it was really, I don't know, I don't know about you boys, but I was quite confused with it. I think, yeah, I think the fans want success and, and clearly they want their team to be up there and all the noise at the start of the year was if Ken doesn't make the grand final or, or win a premiership, he'll be gone. But that's a huge call and not right. And then things haven't panned out for Port Adelaide this year and they've copped their flack. But there's been a fair bit of noise around and they backed him in right from the start of the season. They said, um, he's our man, he's contract. And they've said that all the way throughout the year. But now there's talking about fans ripping up their memberships yeah. since um, Koshy spoke this week. But at the start of the week, he just... David Koch just threw a spanner in the works. Well, let's listen to it because this is what he had to say on 5AA. It's not just one individual person. It is the whole program. Turn it around or watch out. We've got to get better. We've got to make some hard decisions. As I said last week and the week before, we will assess every single line item in the football department at the end of the year. Quite strong language there with two games to go. Turn it around or watch out. What are you going to learn in 14 days, Fergie? Uh, yeah, not a lot, I don't think, <laughs> generally. Like, yep. you, you'll you'll work out where your team's at at the moment. Mm. You might have some injury issues. Like, it could be a whole raft of things that are circumstantial to that moment in time. But I don't think, as a whole, you can just take that small section and, and decide your entire future going forward in the next three, four years on the back of that two-week period. Yep. So, look, I, I just found it a bit unpredictable. Yep. I was a bit surprised. Mm. Um I'm I'm used to Koshy being pretty pretty calm, pretty level through most um, most interviews generally, but that one it just seemed like it got away from it a little bit. He got a bit emotional. Um, I was really surprised. Yep. So they've gone from um, he's our man for 2023, 20, and then they went silent for a period when yep. they started to lose a few games. We didn't hear any noise, and then he went with that on Monday. Yeah. And we've seen all the signs around Albert and certain people putting up certain signs in in different places. But then on Thursday he cleared it up again. Yep. Mm. Here's what he had to say. As the club has maintained all year, Ken Hinckley is contracted and will be our coach in 2023. Do you reckon there was a moment there in that interview on Monday where he's just sort of shooting from the hip a little bit and yep. just going boom and just like forgot where he was or yeah. whatever because he just sent the media into a stir and we were speaking about it off air. Ken Hinckley would have had sleepless nights over that. I would have thought he would, yeah. I think he would have thought he was fine the whole way through. Or not fine. He knows he's under pressure. There's no doubt about that. And he knows that he's got to deliver next year. But he also had the backing of the club all year. And then he's just thrown a spanner on a Monday morning or afternoon. And yeah. it just shockwaves would have gone through his his head. And he would have gone, am I safe here or not? And then That's he, right. to be backed up. But I, I want to hear from the Port Adelaide faithful as well. Are they happy yeah, with yeah. the decision for, for Kenny to continue? Do they what, What's their issue with him continuing? Is there people ripping up their memberships? I think Jars said last night that 
Um, there was people ringing, cancelling memberships at the footy club. I'm not sure whether Canceling that's happening. Canceling their memberships yeah, I don't like for that. It. That yeah. can't be right. It's a bit too fickle for mine. I, look, I do feel as though it, that interview just got away from Koshy a little bit. But also, I reckon we sometimes get sucked into thinking it's all about the head coach. Yep. He's come out very strongly and said, look, we'll be looking at every line division within the club. Mm. Now, that's... That, that's not focusing entirely on the coach. That, no. And that's, you know, if you put in a bad month of footy, any club, any admin of any sport would have to do their due diligence and look at everything and make sure everything's as it should be. So I think sometimes we do get sucked into thinking it's all about the coach. That's what's happened here. I think there's a groundswell of anger towards the club at the minute. Rocky, you want to hear from the Port fans? Yeah, Port fans, one triple three five three. Give us a call now and let's uh, let's hash it out. Let's see what the Port Adelaide faithful think out there. One triple three five three. Nine minutes away from 11. Hit us up. Six minutes away from 11 o'clock for your Saturday morning. It's the Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tom I. We're here until 11.30 and then Triple M will be rocking football. The Crows take on the North Melbourne Football Club. It's going to be a great day at Adelaide Oval. But right now, boys, we're talking about Ken Hinckley and his future. Koshy come out on Monday evening and, uh, well, it was pretty direct, strong language what he had to say. It's not just one individual person. It is the whole program. Turn it around or watch out. We've got to get better. We've got to make some hard decisions. As I said last week and the week before, we will assess every single line item in the football department at the end of the year. Sort of sounded like he was pointing to Ken Hinckley there. Yeah, it did. And then he came out on Thursday night and said that he's safe and Ken's the man for 2023. So there's been a lot of noise about that and and Ken's future at the footy club, as Koshy said, I think you'll be there in 2023 now and... There's a lot of noise from the supporter base of people saying they're ripping up their memberships or cancelling their memberships. Mm. So it's not pretty down there at Alberton at the moment. Yep. As we go to Anglevale, we've mm. got Wardy on one triple three five three asking the question about Ken Hinkley. Wardy, you got us? Yeah, how you doing, guys? Good, mate. Good, mate. Um, I'm a Crows fan, so a true South Australian. But um, <laughs> there's three guys at work that are absolute dead set, died in seal. They go to every game, they're mad punk fans. They fly to the MCG to watch Port lose. They do all sorts of gut stuff. <laughs> um, and these guys have all said, we're just about out as Ken is not out. Yeah, they wow. are, they've had enough. They reckon 100% lies in Mr. Hinkley's palm, I guess. The, now, the Wardy, Wardy, tell us why. What are their main reasons? Um, they just think he's not, I don't know, they're obviously blaming him for losing, um, but they just think his direction is not taking the club in a good way. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. so they're going <laughs> to can't move. talk to them about it because they just get angry. <laughs> so his mates are, are cancelling their memberships. Thanks for that, Wardy. We'll head out to Frank at Seaton. What are your thoughts on people cancelling their memberships down at Alberton? Yeah. Guys, how are you going? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've, I'm... The guy's been there nine years, not in the top five. Well, he would be in the top five coaches out there. We have one disappointing year, but look at the years that we've just gone through. We've mm. just about missed on a flag. I, I don't get it. It's not one guy. It's a team effort. He, I don't know. If they want to cancel their membership, cancel it. Good. Yep. Yeah, cool. Because at the end of the day, the guy's done the job. Yep. Disappointing year, but, I mean, let's look at next year now. You know, we can we, we can play footy. We've seen that. So I, I don't know. If you want to cancel it, cancel it. Yep, fair, Go cool. For Thanks for that, Frankie. Just remember, he, he took over the Port Adelaide Footy Club when the tarps were on the oh. seats as well. <laughs> and, and took them to two prelims. That yeah. suggests to me that he's got the ability. Let's go to Nick at Athelstan. Nick, what do you think about the situation? Morning, gents. 
long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, good, no, good to have you, Nick. <laughs> um, look, to be honest, guys, you got to look at what Richmond done. Dimmer had, well, everyone was calling for Dimmer's head. He turns it around and goes and wins, was it, three premierships with them. You can't blame the coach. They've got the players on the field. It's just one of those things, the season didn't go to plan. And I know we started 0-5 with the injuries and whatnot, but mm. I feel as if is he's got this team that he can turn it around and potentially be a uh, dynasty. So I think just, you know, Paul supporters, I've been there. Uh, MCG, where we lost by 119 points, we've been mm. through the lows. It's going to come through, I guarantee it. Oh, I like that positivity. Mate, strong in his convictions there. Yep. Beautiful. Bit fired up, aren't they? Yep. I think uh, Nick was the best caller. What's the prize for him, Tomo? No prize at all. We don't have prizes here at Dead Set Legends because of our producer, Tom Basso. Pretty simple. <laughs> Billy Brownless jo- the movie himself. <laughs> Billy Brownless joins us shortly. Good try, Rock. <laughs> 11 minutes past 11 o'clock. 104.7 Triple M. It's the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tomo here until 11.30 today. And then the rub will be kicking off. Oh, why not? Uh, we're just starting a little bit early, actually. Billy Brownless joins us. G'day, Bill. Hey, Tomo. How are you, mate? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, good. Hello, uh, Fergie. Hello, mate. How are you? Triple M Royalty oh, next oh, to yeah. me here. And old eight guests, Rocky. <laughs> How are you, Bill? How's your sporties going? <laughs> Man, not great. We covered it before. Yeah, I we, know. We've but... sold 12 tickets, I think. No, I think oh. we need to cover it again, Bill. Right, 12 tickets. 12 How tickets. How many is the venue hold? Well, 300. <laughs> We've got some issues. You know your problem, Bernie. Bernie Vince. You, you drag him in because those Port Adelaide supporters have come, but I'm not sure about Bernie. He thinks he's big in Melbourne, let me tell you. Small little goldfish he is over there, and he thinks he's a superstar over here, so uh, all good. Down at the Mosley, 100 bucks. Yeah. Three hours of grog. You get through a hundred bucks worth of grog. Well, that's what they'll be. And there's a who else? A comedian. Uh, Mickey D. Yeah, mm-hmm. so What's he's up? he's good. He's very good. And the grog's good. Yeah, and you get some nibbles. Food. Yeah, yeah, yeah food. that's all right. Yep. And then got to listen to you too. <laughs> well, <laughs> what are you gonna, what do you talk about, Rob? Oh, I talk about everything. I got some good stories. Oh bullshit! Oh, mate, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Family show, but I heard you did a sporty yes. with ten people there. Well, and that was with Doug Hawkins too. Myself and Doug <laughs> Hawkins. We're what over there in, over in Perth with the great Mouse. Oh, Mouse, yeah, uh, I love Mouse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but great fellow, of course, and uh, he's from Adelaide. Well, he, he is, is a long yeah. way back. Yeah, and uh, we went. Oh, you go out the back of Carnarvon and all these oh, yeah. joints, and yep. we went to this joint, and it was a big stage set up and beautiful tables. There was ten, ten people, ten rock, <laughs> ten. So instead of standing up on stage, we said, we'll come to you. We went and sat with them. Me and Doug pulled up a chair each. And they could ask no. questions. <laughs> Just very intimate. And yes. it was good. Did, Did you take your feet? Right? No, uh, yes, yeah. that's the problem. Because yeah. the poor old president of the footy club comes up and goes, mate, we might be at a loss here. <laughs> he goes, fair him, buddy. So we'll do it uh, a lot cheaper. So, yeah. And oh, then man. I think Doug still sold two of his jumpers. <laughs> to, to, to an auction. Ten, ten, ten people. Dougie, <laughs> 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 oh, took them all for all that I think we've all had that. But, uh, yeah, 12's not great. So Bernie, Bernie's my problem. I think Get rid of it. Bernie is, yeah. Now, what gold are you going to bring to the rub this afternoon? Oh, there's a bit going on, actually. There's um, uh, some of the uh, cricketers, Australian cricketers, have all flown mm, into Melbourne. Heard about this. Mm. And it's a big, big golf trip. Yes. And uh, they're going to Crown and Capital, which is hard That's to right. get on yeah, to. And all the, all the best courses and all mm. that. And there's one bloke who thinks he should be there, who's a superstar on the M's, uh, and oh, hasn't no. been invited. So, oh, oh, no. Mm. So that's where Bluey is there. So he, Bluey, he yes. missed yesterday. He so. missed Hunter. work yesterday, mm. Bluey. Yeah, yeah work. Panda and uh, Buff Lehman yep. and all yes. these boys are flowing in, and Brazier was not invited. <laughs> 
That's coming how up. Many, from... How many games did Bray play yeah, for that, Australia? That's the problem. Right. That's the problem. <laughs> one little prerequisite or whatever it is. Yeah, what? You had to play. That's you'd one, know. You'd understand me. Um, <laughs> you had to play for Australia. So sucked in, Bray. Yes. Now, Bill. Yep. We've got a quiz. Oh, have we? Kurt? Yeah, another one. Now we did. Callum. We did some. <laughs> we, Terrible we did name, some. Isn't it? We yeah. did Callum. some spelling. Callum. Yeah, thanks, Bill. <laughs> Callum Murray. Yeah, Bill's good. <laughs> <laughs> now we've got a quiz for you, Bill. Let's yes, straighten Callum. up a little bit. It's about Geelong. Oh, the city of Geelong. Yes. Well, yeah, I. So am. you look a bit perky the now, don't you? I'm king of. Well, that's yeah. right. So we're going to do a quiz, and it's going to be basically if you get it wrong, Rock gets a crack at it. Oh. Now you wouldn't want to lose this one, Bill. No, no, not them. No. And then we could do Vanilla. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Tidy Town winner twice. Tidy Town. Right, now, <laughs> Tidy are we ready to go? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Let's get into it, you start us Bill. Off. Uh, you got any audio? Number... No, nothing. Question number one. No. <laughs> no, 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 you could. You've no. done a bit of Come work. On, not you when you swan in this late. No. <laughs> number one, how do you spell Geelong? B- B- Bill. Yep. <laughs> G-E-E-L-O-N-G. Yeah. A lot of people call no, we it. We had some. We had some audio for you, Bill. <laughs> oh, good. Well a lot done. of people call it Geelong. No, oh, no. Okay, who? I've never heard anyone call it that. <laughs> Next one, Bill. Who was the first European recorded as visiting the Geelong region? Mm, geez. <laughs> uh, Bateman. Mm-mm. Oh. Who? Lieutenant John Murray. Oh, sorry. Actually, I I reckon I know this. Oh. I, I popped up. <laughs> Lieutenant John Murray. Who's he? He, he was the founder of Geelong. Where, what did he do? He was a lieutenant back oh. in the day. <laughs> Someone's got the answer. Right? Oh, well. Maggie, number three. Geelong officially became a city on which date? Oh, where you, you were running for? You were running for a seat in Geelong. Did you? you? Oh, all over this did you stuff. try and get into Parliament? No, I was asked, and I didn't take it up. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> this, uh, this Geelong's why. Uh, uh, eighteen. The footy club's eighteen fifty-eight or something. Okay. So I'm going to say. 1842. Rocky, well, I, reckon, I reckon Geelong actually became a city on the 8th of December, 1910. That's spot on. 1910? 1910, yeah. officially became a city. Mm. Right. Now, what year did you say the footy club was? 1858 or something, wasn't it? <laughs> wasn't even a city there. <laughs> what, what was it then? Hey, that's a good one about Adelaide. You know Adelaide. Uh, go on. What's the basketball team? Well, they're called the 36ers. 36ers. You know why? Why? Adelaide was founded in 1836. Not bad. Is that Bill? right? That's, that's true. Really good, Bill. Adelaide was founded will, in 1836. We will fact check that. Don't worry. That's why they're called the 36. Okay, you could use that at the sporty rock. No, that would be better than the crap you normally fact, go fact with. check it. <laughs> yes. Right, I built the not... city of Geelong. How many square uh, kilometres? The city of Geelong? Yep. I'd be about 35. <laughs> square kilometres. Oh, here we go, Rob. At a, at a guess, <laughs> at a guess, I'd be saying around two hundred and ninety-five point eight seven square kilometres. Oh, the, you mean the? Oh, the, <laughs> yeah. the well, that's a stupid bloody. Who asked that, Tomo? That's a stupid question. Right, our last one. Well, let's last question. Here we go. Good. It's going what well. took place in Geelong on January eight, eighteen seventy-eight? Well, it wasn't a city, according right. to you. It wasn't officially a city. Eighteen seventy-eight. At that point. The Ford Motor Company nearly was uh, nearly open then, but I reckon, you know what was um, invented in Geelong? Oh, no. The telephone. <laughs> What's yeah, he he's on. Yeah, he's on. 
No, I gave you. It wasn't invented there. The first telephone call was made from Geelong to Queensland. Yeah, because oh, no. the telephone I'm, was in, in I'm given it to Bill. Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, well done. done. He's on board. Outstanding. Oh, yeah. 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 Well played, Bill. Yeah, not really. Yeah. We know you love to have a little flutter on the ponies on a, a Saturday. Have you got a special for the listeners out there? And of course, gamble responsibly. That's right. Nah, have a crack at it. Kong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What about a bloke t- rang us up one day when we were doing the Saturday Rub were live. He said, Bill, i got a tip for you. From a, He rang from Adelaide. He said, Kong in the next, and we all backed it, and it got beaten. But it's running today, race four, number five at Morfordville. Get on, Kong. Beautiful. Billy Brown, let's thank so much for joining us. The Rub kicks off from 11.30. We wrap the Dead Set Legends up next. 104.7, Triple M.